0: Welcome to Energetic Influence, where we discuss energy in all its forms, including spiritual, and its influence on us collectively and as individuals. And now, your host of Energetic Influence, David Houston. Thanks for joining me this evening. Episode 3, Energetic Influence. Tonight I would like to discuss the area in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and then Genesis chapter 6. Anyway, in verse 1 of chapter 1, in the ancient Hebrew, there is a, not a reference per se, but a idea of that or that the earth was already in an existence yet it became formless and void not to say that Yahweh did not create the earth and the universe but that this might have been a later point in that creation and that is just something to consider uh, in our discussion Um, we don't know a lot about that time period and I don't know enough I don't know enough enough about it at all except to bring it to your attention as it was brought to my attention just recently this year. And so that's just something to think about, back burner, whatever you want to do. However, um, the idea or the reference in the scriptures of the sons of God or the benign Elohim uh, coming to earth, taking unto them the daughters that they saw or the women who were fair and basically producing offspring. And then we read a little bit later about how Noah was uh, pure. And the indication in the Hebrew is that basically he was genetically pure. He, he had not been genetically altered in his um, person. And so his family, Yahweh, chose to preserve humanity through the flood. And that the flood was basically um, a judgment on the... Inhabitants of the earth for the abomination of genetic manipulation, and so we have to think about the idea that the uh, the scriptures contain this information, and then another book, and it's I think a three-volume set. I'm only finishing the volume one from Joseph Campbell called The Masks of God, and it is a it is a really in-depth analysis of different peoples, cultures, races of, of people and civilizations from around the world from way back, I'm talking long time ago, uh, and the similarities between their myth and their folklore and legend that s- are so similar to, say, what we find in Roman and Egyptian and even in our modern society of, uh, of different religions. Anyway, the fact that the scriptures mention it and ancient tribes mention, you know, it, uh, mentioned giants, um, you know, the, the Romans kind of glorified them into men of renown. Well, even the Bible says that. But the point I'm making is um, God got rid of them. And the um, other aspect of that is that the offspring of the sons of God or as the Hebrew scriptures point out the nephilim; uh, those offspring were not 100 percent human genetically, and that their spirits were unable to either enter rest, uh, whether it be rest of you know bliss or rest of torment, and they have been left to wander the earth and those entities spirits are what we now know or describe or as termed a demon or a a demonic spirit Uh, and those spirits uh, seek to embody or occupy a body um, and in order to fulfill or experience uh, the sensations of being embodied you've got your five senses that they seek to uh, enjoy again. And the issue that, you know, many people who have had demonic possession experiences is that it's not pleasant. And something that also was brought to my attention just this year was how demonic possession went down when the field of psychiatric medicine became a thing. And are, are these people still possessed and they're just suppressing that possession through pharmaceuticals? Again, it's another question I don't have an answer for. Now, the influence that has taken place on humanity through the fallen realm, seeking to embody people to, in the ancient you know, respects, impregnate you know, human women that's pretty amazing Um, now there's people want to argue that oh the scripture says that angels neither marry or they don't marry or whatever well yeah while they're in heaven but if they're not in heaven and they've come to earth then maybe they can i don't know the point is something happened and we're told in the new testament You know, the apostles were asking Jesus, you know, what's going to happen? How will we know when your return is near and blah, blah, blah? Well, he says, uh, as in the days of Noah. And we have to think, well, whoa, what what went on back then? Well, clearly this reference to uh, the Nephilim, the giants, the Benai Elohim, the sons of God, um, that is something we should consider and discuss as far as, what was going on before the flood. And then there's another allusion to this happening again. And I was reminded of this from a recording from the late Chuck Misler, who made a reference that the scriptures say that there were giants on the earth and after. And the phrase and after implies that not only did it happen then but it, it happened even later or after the fact and this could be an ongoing thing and so with the idea of it being an ongoing thing well if we think about our current day and our supposed modern society what issues do we have and i'm not talking about these sensationalist ghost hunters that you can find on different you know Media outlets, but one of the things that is happening and occurring uh, in our in our life would be, say, the UFO um, phenomena, alien abduction phenomena, and with these phenomena being supposedly unexplained, and then you've got government disclosure, and you've got, you know, reverse-engineered technology. Well, we've been suppressing technology. Well, I say we, not we. The government has been suppressing technology for a long time. They've been raiding researchers and not only just taking their equipment, but, you know, in the realm or fields of science, energy, uh, health, There's been so many um, issues or so many incidences where people who were doing good for humanity found themselves on the wrong side of that and their information, their documentation, their inventions all confiscated and done away with. Uh, Most likely it's still around. It's just not uh, available for the masses because of the freeing or the ability to rise or raise humanity up uh, to a level that is uh, probably treading close to that of, say, the uh, fabled Atlantis. Um, And when we think back to that era, which, you know, was written in, um, was it, Plato, I believe, um, discussing the technology or the technological advances Atlantis had that is pretty remarkable, and so for it to have sank underneath the ocean, that's pretty sad however um the the point I'm getting to is the idea that these supposed aliens being our friends or these aliens being our brothers um and if they are you know that's neat, interesting, cool, whatever. Um, I've never seen an alien. I've never seen a flying saucer. I've never seen anything unexplained. However, um, the the notion that many people come back with, as far as supposed alien abduction and whatever, they're not doing you know nice things to these people, being prodded and poked and having things implanted, uh, having your sexual areas investigated by these entities supposedly, um, that's not something I would really have, would really want to have happened to me. And so, like I said, it's never happened to me. And, um, I can remember being a kid reading science fiction, thinking, wow, I would love to have an alien land in my backyard, you know, and go up in their flying saucer. And that would be just so cool. Then I was, um, you know, came back to the real world here recently and thought, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Especially if they are not benevolent, but more malevolent, whatever the bad one is. Anyway, um, just to be mindful of that, um, whenever we hear about the government having anything to do with disclosing or being honest or truthful, well, just be weary of that. We we have a track record, uh, especially in the United States, where that is not necessarily the honest truth. And so the other aspect, when looking into the history of humanity and looking at the mythological record, and then looking at the biblical record, the similarities between A lot of these stories are quite remarkable. Now, the Bible, the the Christian Bible, is different in the respect that there is one God. Even though Yahweh himself discusses or has the Holy Spirit inspire a writer to include lowercase g gods as Elohim as well, and Elohim just means... Uh, 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 a citizen of the spirit realm it doesn't it it doesn't mean uh god by any stretch of the imagination as we think of god now when yahweh god discusses the other elohim those would be lower g gods um Again, it's not a pantheon such as, you know, the Roman and Greek pantheons of gods and goddesses. It would be the sons of God or the other spirit entities that exist in that realm being uh, addressed as spirit entities. And so we have the fallen entities who are evidently hell-bent on destroying humanity because they have no they have no not recourse but they have no options there is no there's not going to be a resurrection for them they are going to perish and the notion of well maybe they maybe they think like we're going to take as many humans down as we can and so the the energy that goes into the satisfying of killing the energy that goes into the satisfying of war, uh, even now with the, the whole abortion of humans, is just ridiculous. And a buddy of mine and I were discussing how it's, it's so, uh, well a felony I believe, to even own an eagle feather, much less have any damage done to an eagle egg or an eagle bird. Um, but yet they can just kill babies. I, it's just wild, and so the, the the common theme with the myths that I've been doing some research and cataloging, there seems to be about three or four god slash entities that not only demand worship but they enjoy sacrifice being made to them and the sacrifice includes that of of people, humans, uh, especially children, uh, innocence, and the innocence being evidently a a high energy value. Maybe it's energy density that they're seeking or it could be just the fact that they want to uh, destroy something created in the image and likeness of, of yahweh uh, and in its in its innocent state that they um find just uh almost a humor in it that they think is uh maybe they think it's cute i'm not sure how they think i strive to think uh only of you know ways to help humanity and not hurt humanity Anyway, this is um, an idea that uh, um, I've just been not really made aware of. I've known a lot about a little of it over the years. And probably since July of 2022, I've been digging a lot deeper, doing a lot more reading, a lot more listening, a lot more uh, watching of information to broaden my scope of knowledge in this area so that my interpretations or my thoughts on the matter would be sound, um, somewhat valid, somewhat scripturally based, and not too far out in left field. Um, but the, the point is, we are being influenced. And you've, you've got human influence, but then you've got the subtle influence as well. And those subtle influences can lead people, you know, down paths in life that they may wish they hadn't went down uh, and the, the, the ramifications of that are the results or the consequences and people can change now the notion of changing people is another story which we're not going to get into right now but people can change if they want to change and that's the key is desiring or wanting to change and some people are just bent they're bent in a place or in a direction that they refuse to Change And they would rather see themselves almost die a martyr for their cause. And fortunately, their cause would be, you know, a detrimental, have detrimental effects on humanity. And what they see is, um, you know, defending their little hill of what they want to claim as their truth. And it's usually kind of a a sad, pathetic situation for these people that, that like to... Protest or they like to um, express their thoughts on the matter. And when you begin to analyze what they're doing and who they are and what they're promoting, it's usually not uh, in the benefit of humanity. And so there are a number of issues going on in the world, and the subtle energies behind those influences usually manifest as dramatic or drastic situation or uh, manifest as drastic outward expressions of something supposedly small and almost benign whereas the more outrageous something is more people that think of helping humanity would probably oppose it and or not even give it any attention or put any energy in it or to oppose it and usually people maybe would change their mind and grow up or and i'm not to say that they're you know immature but that is one way to put it you know an immaturity of knowledge and immaturity of thinking or selfishness that's another great facet of choosing or making decisions that aren't necessarily the most beneficial for humanity and i'm not saying one person should suffer so the whole would be better but if a person were to say oh i'm going to do this for selfish reasons most of the time those selfish reasons are not necessarily the most healthy reasons they're not the most beneficial for life or the um, prolonging of life Um, something i've shared with a number of people over the years is how it's cheaper to stay well than it is or cheaper to stay healthy than it is to get well and that is just a another aspect of the uh, the food we ingest or the products we call food Um, and again if it's in a package it's probably not the healthiest thing for you Um, natural would be you know obviously better than Synthetic or man-made, uh, this whole notion of squirting meat out of basically a huge industrial-size printer is just ridiculous. Making it look like meat doesn't mean that it's meat. It is—it's—it's uh, it's just such a a wild joke that this is even being put forth as something as an alternative to eating meat. We've been eating meat for thousands of years and um, to claim that it's bad for the environment is just so ludicrous and it's just one of those little things that people like to claim is so uh, important. Um, you know, growing crops. How how is that bad for the environment? Oh, well, maybe if it's genetically modified, or maybe if you're using glyphosate to kill the weeds, maybe that's the problem, not the not the uh, plant itself. Um, it's the uh, industrialization of it, and when growing crops becomes you know criminal that's just we've thrown you know notions of goodness out the wind, or to the it, anyway it's just not a good idea to claim growing food is bad that's just such a silly notion that i don't even know how to comprehend it there is no comprehension it's ridiculous is what it is well the um the fact that the subtle energies creep into our lives in such small benign ways that we don't think anything about it um, and then what happens um, it becomes accepted and that's the slippery slope that many people aren't cognit- or cog- um, consciously aware of is the accepting of people and I'm not to say I'm not saying don't accept people. I'm saying the behavior of certain people. When it becomes accepted, that's when um, it becomes normalized. And by normalizing behavior that is not conducive to health, wellness, or even you know the betterment of humanity, then the normalization of particular behaviors will hinder humanity. Will hinder. Growth will hinder uh, advancement, uh, and whenever you even couple that with the confiscation of knowledge um, that would be to better humanity, it's it's ridiculous on its face to think that uh, it's some sort of a an, uh, an issue of national interest or whatever. That's just usually crap because what it what it means is going to it's going inter- to interfere with someone's bottom line. Uh, their profit margin is going to go down and as we've seen over the past two years certain industries have made record profits uh, at the expense of the deaths of other people and if they haven't died they've been maimed for life and if they haven't been maimed for life they may have um, allowed something to change them fundamentally from here on out Uh, and we have yet to see what those outcomes are over the long term and with that being said uh, if we again go back to the money and the energy of money and its desire um, it it's usually pretty clear as to the culprit behind um, the issue whether it's going to ra- raise humanity uh, to a level uh, on the lower parts and consciously uh, will it help and if it's not going to help is it going to control is it going to limit or harness the people of or the populations and there's a chart that is in a number of books by i believe it's dr david hawkins and it's the chart of consciousness and it's a it's a beautiful chart um i don't have it in front of me so i'm not going to try to think enough about it to equate it but it's a logarithmic chart so as the chart progresses from lowest to highest each time you go up a level it's a significant level and the beauty of this chart is understanding not only where you might fall on this chart but where others fall on this chart. And by understanding where others may be in relation to this chart, then you kind of get a glimpse as to why they may think some way, why they may act some way, why they may behave some way, because they are at a particular level. And if you look at this chart as a valid way to represent people and where they are in the world, then you do get a glimpse as to why things are as they are. Can people change? Absolutely do some people not want to change absolutely and that's the saddest part Uh, a lot of times money is the big motivator as to whether they will or they won't change and that um, goes back into you know are they helping humanity or are they hurting humanity Uh, and when i say humanity i am saying collectively as a whole the human population no matter what country you live in The idea of aspiring and the idea of freedom, the idea of expressing yourself, those are to be applauded and supported. Um, The the, the idea of freedom of speech, I support the idea of freedom of speech to the point of being behind the supporting of that idea of freedom of speech, even if it's an idea that I don't support. I support the idea of that person being able to express themselves, even if it's an idea I don't support. Now, I don't have to support the idea. I just support the idea of them being able to speak it and to discuss it. I don't want it imposed on me. I'm not imposing my ideas on them. I'm merely talking. I'm merely sharing my ideas. I'm merely thinking out loud and in encouraging others to engage in the conversation uh... whether it be through email text whatever uh... but the point is being able to freely communicate is a hallmark of a civilization that seeks to grow that seeks to expand that seeks to understand the world we live in and not be coerced into a a little hole or a little back room of ideas that limit and that hinder and that control people into a particular behavior or a particular thought pattern that's conducive only to a few or to a handful of companies that are going to make a ton of money out of it and so for people to say start their own business or have an idea that uh, can change the world well if it's going to upset other industries and I'm all for um, energy being used properly and not having to have gasoline powered vehicles but right now those are the vehicles that have done the most for humanity and if we can find a replacement that's a valid replacement not a a joke replacement um, what was over the summer, I was made aware that something like 10,000 pounds of dirt has to be dug up that contains rare earth minerals to f- fabricate a 1,000-pound electric car battery. I don't know that there's enough dirt in the world to be dug up to contain the rare earth minerals for all the vehicles they want to create. And so to until an alternative becomes viable, then let's not just make the change overnight. A gradual change is for the better, and I'm not saying a gradual change such as the frog in the hot water, Uh, a gradual change for the better, not a gradual change for control, not a a gradual change that um, limits and hinders, but a gradual change that doesn't put people out of work overnight, that doesn't put people in a position of having to decide what do I, you know, what bill do I pay this month? Or do I go hungry just so my family can eat? Um, Those are decisions that shouldn't have to be made. And so I know we, we look back or I look back at, say, Nikola Tesla and what he did for humanity and how we've only utilized a handful of what he brought to humanity, as far as invention, his inventions go, and alternate alternating current being the main, the main object of what he invented or came up with, uh, being utilized today. And so, once you know, Morgan realized he was going to provide, or Tesla's idea was to provide electricity for everybody, and not just electricity to light light bulbs. I'm talking electricity to make machines work, but for free. Because it's around us, it's, it, it's everywhere, it's in unlimited supply, but you can't meter it. And so Morgan decided, no, we're not going to fund that anymore because I want to be rich. I want to charge people for their power. And there's nothing wrong with making money. It's just when you see it as, I want to be rich or I want to be in control, then there's other aspects psychologically that people are dealing with. Now, are they being manipulated? Are they being influenced on a subtle level by the fallen realm? I don't have the answer to that. It's just something to think about. But in thinking about it, it helps to understand that this could be going on. This could be an issue. This could be what is happening in our world right now. Um, And I think if more people would adopt an idea of humanity's growth and humanity's expression and not not like some entities and when i say entities i'm talking about groups of people that are on the elitist scale who think they know best uh most of their decisions are not in humanity's best interest. They are quite the opposite of humanity's best interest. And it is these people who really want to push humanity backward. And I just stand 100% opposed to that and would hope other people would realize that that is not going to uplift humanity in any way or capacity. Anyway, I would like to talk more about this subject on our next time we get together, uh, the whole idea behind the the fallen realm and the gods that have been worshipped in the past, and what I'd like to touch on next time is how those gods from the past have manipulated us, and we don't necessarily call them by those ancient names any longer, and we'll talk about what they may be called in our modern day. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in or clicking, and I will talk to you soon.